Because I Was a Bad Wife, a raw and compelling podcast which examines the life of one woman as she juggles her career with the demands of motherhood while seeking a beautiful life of her own. I'll share the truth of a broken relationship and how I've overcome heartbreak. I'm encouraging you to embrace every part of womanhood so you can find your very own beautiful chaos. The She Manual was written as a book originally, but I realised so many women don't have time to read currently. We're too busy with our headphones on, with our kids, with our busyness around our life. So it was written for women to listen to now as a podcast while they're on the treadmill, while they're in the kitchen, while they're doing the groceries and trying to avoid their kids in the trolley, screaming at them for something that they really want. But it's the experiences of what I've felt being a 70s baby um, and listening to what my parents grew up as and their generational um, purpose and what they believe is the correct way and being the middle of coming into the future of women now. So the She Manual was written particularly and I thought of my daughter when I wrote it about what she really needed to experience and the mistakes that I made. So it began with me being in a perfect, well, what everybody would believe is a perfect relationship, Um, having a baby boy first and then a girl, living in a beautiful home by the beach, um, living the teaching life where you had, you know, all the holidays. And I think, you know, from the outside looking in, it was perfect. But I was definitely... Um, scared within my life, within my relationship at that time because I knew I was constantly being cheated on. I knew I was constantly being lied to. I knew that these experiences were not right. However, um, listening to my parents, they would always say, no, no, this is, you know, sometimes you just have to forgive and forget and forgive and forget. And I think that was very much from my Catholic upbringing, but also um, coming through that part of being a young woman in those years. And so being in in this age category, and I feel it's very evident amongst a lot of women, is that we're stuck being between 70s and 80s women. We're stuck between living in our parents' traditions, coming forward with all of these beautiful, strong women right now and these wonderful men who actually understand how to treat others as an equal. So it's the experiences of this part so the she manual is written for my daughter so so she understands what really needs to happen in life and how my experiences um, can help her be a stronger woman and also my experiences can help women who are stuck currently in this life and and maybe they are the same age as me that they can then go forward also so the she manual is all about how I broke free out of my husband's cheating lifestyle, how I picked up my two kids and my dog and packed up my life within weeks. When I chose enough was enough, what I did in those sheer moments of choosing me and my children over living this toxicity every single day for the rest of our life. And it's also about my dating escapades. (laughs) the dirtbag dating list oh my goodness and and why I chose not to go on tinder Uh, but the she manual is definitely 
um, all the experiences of being a single mum, being an author, which all came within a blast for me, and and how this is going to help women go forward if they're stuck in this exact situation. So the She Manual was written to detail out the next part of after because I was a bad wife. But let's go back to 2007. So in 2007, my gorgeous daughter, we always have, you know, a gorgeous daughter, (laughs) was born. Um, And this was the first real moment that I understood that my husband was cheating on me. Um, And it's quite a shocking moment. It was actually at my daughter's christening. So um, my brother saw my husband um, in the car with one of our friends, um, one of his athletes, and they told me all about the details of it early the next morning and um, it was quite a shock, but it was also quite a shock that the that there was no um, admitting of it. It was all downplayed and it was all passed on to somebody else's miscommunication or um, assumptions. So this was the first real time that I had noticed and been told about it. The first real facts had come out in 2007 with my daughter And um, coming through that, um, at that time, she was only just obviously um, eight months old. Um, We also had my son and um, he was also only two at that stage. So you're in in a time in your life where you're thinking, there's no way I can, you know, leave this situation right now. I can't do this by myself. This is impossible. Um, You know, I'd just gone back to work full time. It It was a situation where you felt stuck. And, um, you know, you speak to your parents about that at that time and I know that um, my mum was very much saying, you know, oh, just, you know, it was a mistake, it was, you know, you, maybe you can just forgive him, you don't want to break this up, it's not worth it, it was only this situation and giving him a multitude of excuses. But to me the trust was broken. You know, you can't look at another person that way again um, and wake up beside them and how can that person sleep peacefully next to you after knowing they did this to you? So years and years went on from there and obviously you're triggered by certain situations, Um, you're out and about and you can tell and you know and you get that feeling within yourself when somebody has hurt you so badly. So over the coming years after the 2007 event, I decided it was time to make myself be better than what I always thought of myself because you know, you believe that you're not enough. If somebody's going to go and do that to you, then you're not enough within yourself. So you need to improve yourself. So it it took about until 2013 when I I really, well, 2012 is when I really started to think, you know what, I need to do this for myself. Um, And then the beginnings of my whole belivewear.com began in 2012 when I decided to get really fit. I went back and I started reading all of my physical education textbooks. I went and detailed every – I went and spoke to coaches that I used to work with um, and got as much information about my body again that I could. I went and saw my old masseuse that I used to use when I was racing and I just spoke to people about details of how to get my, my body back, particularly my alignment after having two children. And this triggered such a spark within me and such a motivation to get my body immaculate, I would say, at that time. 
Um, and this was quite a, um, a situation with my husband. He didn't believe in this and he didn't agree with me doing this and, and he doubted me and it's, and it's one of those lines that has been used throughout the media a lot, um, which was pretty much he said I couldn't and, um, and I did. And with that, um, I became extremely fit. I became extremely strong and I gained that confidence and self-worth within myself. Um, and from there, so 2013, the business really took off. I wrote multiple e-books about health and fitness and used my PT training that was sitting lingering that I'd done oh, in, uh, in 1999. <laughs> I think it was, I think in um, 1999, it was one of the first few courses that they ever did through TAFE with PT um, and nutrition. So, um yeah, so using all of this information together, this is where I really built on myself uh, and, and gained that confidence again. Fast forward through these years a, f a bit. Um, so 2013, 2014, I really worked on building that, that writability and that readability of my ebooks um, and sharing my, my experiences with um, a realignment of my body after having children. And, and this went well and, and I received many accolades at that time, becoming the influenza that I'm um, sort of known as now. Uh, and then as this happened, I noticed a real gap in the time space that my um, husband had. So I, I was still together with my husband now building as a, building an, a brand new house. Um, our children were growing very, very fast and, and I was trying to spend as much time as we possibly could together as a family. However, he chose not to, which, which I took down to what it was. Um, and then 2016, um, I decided it was time we we're going to build our dream house. We talked about it for so many years. Dream house down at Burley, amazing. Um, I'm very much into um, the architectural design and, and interior design, and and it has. It's not my first house that we've done um, together, but it's. I very much take the project manager role on it. I like to think that I can do everything. You know, I know you all do out there too, <laughs> um, but. From there, in 2016, we built the dream house, a beautiful warehouse, house down at Burley. Um, and it, it was, it was, I believe, to be the perfect life. The children were growing up, a boy, a girl, working so close, going to the beach on the weekends. But in the reality, it was me doing everything and, and he was doing what he was doing. The day before Australia Day 2017 was when really everything happened. I'd had this feeling in my stomach for so long that something wasn't quite right. In the project build of the house, I would go there and and he wouldn't meet me there or it was me and the kids that would go to the building of the property and would speak to my builder who this was the third build with this builder. And, um, and, he'd, and he'd be asking me what's going on. I'd be like, oh, no, just keep, you know, keep going. We'll do this, do this, do this. And 2017, um, we'd moved into the house pre-Christmas, so the 1st of December in 2016. And I'm thinking this is amazing. And I remember sitting down with my husband on New Year's and I said to him, right, you know, it's us now. This is the future. I'm going to put to bed and forget everything that's happened before. I'm going to give you this, you know, this opportunity, this chance. Let's do this together. Let's forget about everything that's moved forward. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and agreed. And 
and, and, and we're going forward from there. I remember looking at my phone on the, um, on the 11th of January and um, he said that he was somewhere but he wasn't there and he'd messaged me asking me to make him some food and um, so I did, of course, you know, some beautiful quesadillas or something, this amazing food and he'd come home to. And I um, was sitting at the, at the table and we'd be talking and things like that and I just had this feeling, had this sense of something about him. He smelt different, etc. And I was like, oh, yeah, no worries, went on with the day. And then um, this lingering feeling one day, um, I, was going, I was going to the gym in the morning. I was going to a session that I love to go to. And um, I, have two, I had two phones at the time um, and then he had his phone. We had the same one and um, I accidentally took his phone and it was this morning, the day before Australia Day, that I went to the gym and I accidentally took his phone and I flicked up his phone and I made the I, – I put into the search bar. Thank God I didn't – it wasn't Face ID then. Yes. <laughs> and I put in there, you know, this person's name that I believed that he was having an affair with. And straight away it came up and it was um, – I feel like I'm on cloud nine was the subject note. And straight away I knew – so I returned home after that and pretty much said to him, get out. With, but there was a lot of swear words in it. I'm not going to say that though. <laughs> I threw the phone down and I, um, and I said, get out. Get out of this house. <laughs> F-bomb, F-bomb. Um, and then, and of course, because I just felt like I was just, I needed all this energy built up inside me. I was like, this is enough. This is the third time that I know that you've been doing this, that I've been told it's time, get out. Enough is enough. I know I'm, this is going to be difficult. I know this is going to be hard and I had to do it. It took so much time after that to get over that. And this is when I wrote because I was a bad wife. So that's really the gap um, of the information be prequel to the she manual but the she manual is all about the next part the exciting part the empowering part the learnings part the experiences part the fun part <laughs> um but it's definitely the single mama life was a shock um like to be honest I had no idea about budgets I let everything you know left it all up to him I didn't even care I was like oh yeah you do that and I'll do all the kids and I'll do all of this Geez, what an idiot I was because I really found out a lot of information after that. And um, I wrote an article not long ago on the 21 things that I wanted to tell my daughter. And this is where the she manual really came from because these 21 things are so important to talk about to women coming into the future, especially these 70s, 80s women who grew up with these traditionalist um, parents who have told them a different story and what really they need to do. Three things that were in the article. The number one one was um, know your own budget, know where your own money's going, know that who's paying the bills. Number two was ensure that your name is on every asset in your home. One particular thing that shocked me the most was my phone was with Telstra and they had it under his name and I was... Um, th the next part you know it was wasn't even my name and it was his name to get my phone number was such was such a difficult process to even make sure that my car was back in my name my bank details were my name I was essentially not even a person so to go and fight for that and for the details to be who you are 
So right now they're actually talking about domestic violence being about financial domestic violence also. And it's so true. I was allocated a certain amount of money. Not even like my pay. My pay was not my pay. My pay was the family pay, for example. So all of these little things that we as women, and especially if we've grown up with a traditional thought, we, we totally forget. We give into the hands of somebody that you hope that you will have trust in, but you don't know. You don't know. And, and that's where you need to have that personal capability, that personal strength within you and knowing what you are actually in control of. And number three was waking up every single morning and ensuring that you go for a walk, whether you go for a walk by yourself, whether you go and see the sunrise, whether you take the dog, but you take in the mornings every opportunity, 30 minutes for yourself, whether you have the kids with you or not and they're in the pram or they're babies or you're going by yourself, but it's so important that you take 30 minutes the first thing in the morning and you wake up earlier and you sacrifice 30 minutes sleep seriously it's not that important believe me you will get more energy from going for that 30 minute walk than you will from staying in bed for 30 minutes so the she manual really came into itself in 2018 and this is when I began writing it just in chapter by chapter from situations that I'd experienced. I didn't want to forget all the details of it. So my notes on my phone is just crazy. You do not want to see my phone. Um, So it was all the details of how I actually packed up the kids by myself, moving by yourself. It's actually possible, people. You can actually pack up everything with a dog and two kids and, and do it. You can. Um, it's just a matter of that willpower within yourself and, and asking people to help you. I think the biggest thing is being confident enough to say, hey, I need help in any situation that you need and, and calling on those right people and um, using professionals and paying for the professionals to help you. Um, I know one of my very good friends, um, Dr. Peter Stapleton, um, helped me very much at that time and we'll definitely come and have a chat with her shortly in um, the She Manual podcast. But she helped me immensely in um, – and she was a parent of one of, of one of the students that I was teaching. But you need to see people at this time and, and be okay with that. It's not an ego – it's not an ego problem. Um, and, and we do as women very much take that upon ourselves that we need to be responsible for ourselves. we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to be capable, we need to be beautiful, we need to hold it together. Uh-uh, don't hold it together. Let it out and come forward with using professionals to help you. So as we move forward into the podcast of The She Manual, I'm going to be talking about how I finally said enough is enough and what took me to that point. It's going to be a bit of an emotional roller coaster, that one. Um, how I packed up the kids and life in weeks, the craziness of that, the impact on that, and especially the impact on my kids at that time. Um, being the bad guy parent, because I seriously am, <laughs> I think it's the, I think it's being the teacher in me and realizing that they need to value their self-worth. And, you know, the only way we can do that is, is, is holding boundaries and, and being respectful of everybody around you. Um, the dirtbag dating list, which I can't wait, but I'll definitely get my gorgeous friend in to share with you about that one. Why I said no to Tinder. Now, that was a long story. Why 
why, why no Tinder was ever going to be any good for me. All right, another one of my favourites is I must be psycho being this energised when really I just appreciate every day waking up thinking, wow, okay, sweet, I'm alive today. Let's go, let's go. Um, And another particular one which everyone was interested in is the boobs, the booty and the possible Botox. Yeah, let's talk about the bombshells of those. Also, I want to share with you what's really happening in your kid's classroom. Now, as a teacher, we get asked all the time and so many parents want to know what's happening in our kid's classroom every single day. Well, I'll share with you the realities of what's happening with parents and kids and classrooms and teachers. So with all of these bits and pieces coming to you with this she manual, I'll also be talking about less bulking, more lengthening and how I started drinking champagne and how it's become one of my favourite pastimes, especially on a Friday night. So all of these and more are going to be coming to you on the she manual podcast. I can't wait to share with you those tiny, juicy, raw details I will apologise, there may be a bit of emotion in some of these when I share them, but I can't wait for you to come along with this story and journey with me. Because I Was a Bad Wife, a podcast by Belinda Norton.